0: If you run a company, whether it be as a first-time entrepreneur or a seasoned CEO, you face challenges every day. And for many of you, you're doing it alone. For more than 40 years, Tony Robbins has helped business owners like yourself understand how successful your business could be, the level it's at today, and how to close that gap faster with fewer costly mistakes along the way. And now he would like to underwrite the cost of a free one-to-one business strategy session from one of his top business coaches, a $600 value. In that session, you'll learn how Tony's business systems can impact your company. See, what most people don't know is that when Tony acquires or starts a company, he brings in six systems that are proven to create monumental growth, up to 300% in the first year alone. To learn more about these systems, to get business owner resources, and to claim your free session, just go to TonyRobbins.com CEO. TonyRobbins.com CEO. If you've been paying attention to the news, you've probably heard a lot about the economy and the looming threat of a recession. While no one can predict with complete accuracy when or if a recession will hit, financial markets have signaled the possibility that our nearly 10-year streak of economic growth is coming to an end. For most people, an uncertain economic environment creates a feeling of fear. You might be fearful about your company going out of business or laying people off. If you're just entering the workforce, you might be afraid you won't be able to find a job. Or perhaps you're scared of the hit your portfolio will take, that your retirement savings won't be enough for the lifestyle that you want. And if you're a business owner, you might worry that your business won't survive a recession. Regardless of your situation, a challenging economic environment requires one thing, innovation. In both good times and bad, innovation is a critical piece to move forward. And what many people don't realize is that recessionary environments have yielded some of the most innovative companies of our time. FedEx, Airbnb, Disney, and Microsoft, just to name a few. You're about to hear from an entrepreneur who started her business right smack in the middle of a downturn. Jenny Fleiss created Rent the Runway, a company now valued at $1 billion in the wake of the most severe economic recession the United States has seen since the Great Depression. When everyone else was panicking in 2008 and 2009, Jenny and co-founder Jennifer Hyman saw an opportunity. The problem they were trying to solve was simple enough. Looking into your closet and realizing you don't have anything to wear to an important event, like a wedding, but you don't have the budget to buy something new. So they innovated and created an entirely new way to shop by allowing women to rent designer clothing online for a fraction of what it actually costs. Today, the rental or sharing economy is booming. Companies like WeWork, REI, and Zipcar make it possible for us to experience something without the cost of ownership. But to put this in perspective, nothing like this existed at the time. In this episode, we're taking you to the main stage of Business Mastery, where Jenny shares how she and her co-founder got Rent the Runway up and running, and how they grew the business to where it is today. And it doesn't stop there. Jenny left Rent the Runway in 2017 to start up JetBlack, a personal shopping service that is part of Walmart's first ever technology incubator, store number eight. You'll also hear Jenny's philosophy on how she approaches hiring talent at Jet Black, which is not only critical when you're starting a business, but also when scaling it. The interviewer for this episode is Scott Harris, a coach, mentor, and speaker at many of Tony's events, including Business Mastery. Here's Scott and Jenny.
1: For some of the men that may not know the product, just give us the quick story on Rent the Runway. Tell us the quick story.
2: Yeah, so you rent designer apparel. You can do everything from a ball gown dress to a blazer for your everyday and it's about 10% of retail price. Started the business with kind of one-off rentals, and now we have a subscription service where for as little as $89 a month, you can get four items at a time. And so it's really putting your closet in the cloud and letting you rent items that you otherwise might have just left sitting in your closet and
1: only worn once. Smarter way to shop. It's kind of cool. I love that... um, that You have such parallels between the two of you because it really started because you had a problem that was a personal problem for you and the problem was kind of twofold. One, closet full of things but nothing to wear. Or secondly, you had to go buy some stuff for a wedding or a special occasion that was then going to be a one-off and it was going to cost you 300 $400 and that was your problem that you went and solved. So I kind of love that and that's what you're doing now in Jet Black as well. Busy mom, entrepreneur, three children solving that yeah. problem. How important it is do you think that the entrepreneur is... Um, got a passionate and personal experience for the thing that they're building and creating and doing?
2: I think it is critical. Um, I think it does two things. One, it
1: lets you expose the problem to begin
2: with. Um, And then I think two, it lets you have the passion that is needed to constantly go after your dream and vision day after day after day. Um, and, And then I would say To continue to be that consumer is what lets your business evolve. Because your business won't grow, you won't be able to disrupt yourself to think 10 years out unless you're in that consumer seat constantly thinking about how things are changing, where things are going. So the reason that Jen and I evolved Rent the Runway, whereas first we were renting fancy dresses and we ultimately said, this can be for every day of your life, it can be blazers and pants and skirts, was because we were going through a change in our own lives where we were no longer women in our 20s who had all these fancy events to wear, but we were now in our 30s and we had events at the office, we had baby showers, bridal showers, conferences that we were going to, and it was suddenly such a bigger opportunity to have apparel for your everyday. So I think you're both able to identify the problem, have the energy and passion, but then to innovate and iterate so that you can be as big as the potential really is.
1: Got it. I love it. And I love reading the stories about how you and Jen, the other Jen who helped you build the Jenny. um, You really just, you went and funded it yourself. It was just, you were two kids out of college and you went, let's just create a pop-up store and you got some money yourselves and you bought clothes in your sizes in case it didn't work. Yep,
2: that's right. (laughs) Always have a plan B. Have a plan so B. we were we were at business school together um, when, when this concept came about and it was actually a recessionary moment, um, which I think can be a great time for innovation and for us also meant that the barrier yeah so we're heading into that now potentially some people believe um but the barrier of what else would we do with our lives and our time was also a lot lower so there weren't as many interesting jobs out there um but consumers were starting to think differently about how they consumed clothing and they were actually starting to be way more proud of being smart shoppers and consuming in smart ways so that created a unique angle for us to start rent the runway the first thing i say is like Beyond talking to consumers, and we spoke to everyone we knew at at business school, at home, anyone on the street who would talk to us, you've got to test the concept with consumers. You've got to make them put their money where their mouth is. So it's one thing to say that this is a good idea, or sure, it would be great to get clothing for 10% of the retail price, but to actually have people put money out and to see what designers are they renting, what styles do they like, what complaints do they have, are they taking care of the items when they rent them, are we getting the items back. We needed to test and learn. it wasn't just to validate the concept. It was also to validate that we enjoyed working on the concept, right? You're investing your own time. That's the most precious thing of all. So if we didn't have a business that really was something and that would tick, that would be a problem. But if we also weren't enjoying working together as co-founders and working on, you know, this problem, that was also not a great use of our time.
1: Yeah. Uh, I remember reading a story about, um, when you did the pop-up store, a lady in a gold dress, And when you just remember that, you know, so many entrepreneurs get caught up in stuff. They get caught up in things and stuff and systems and they forget you're selling an emotion, you're selling an experience, you're selling a feeling. Tell us about that.
2: I completely believe that. Um, so when Jen and I started this pop-up shop where we did, we bought a bunch of dresses in our own sizes. And in case it didn't work out, we're like, we'll have a great it's wardrobe. right? Great wardrobe. So we set up a shop to rent dresses. And we thought we would learn a lot about what designers they would run, what price they would pay, et cetera. But actually, we, ne- we learned none of that. The biggest thing we learned is from the first customer who pulled out this most sparkly sequin gold dress, she put it on, twirled around in the mirror, and said, I look hot. And she was completely transformed. Like, who here has had that feeling in their life? Yes? Yes? Amazing. And, not Yuri and, and I.
1: Yuri, does that T-shirt make you feel hot?
2: I think this, <laughs> there's emotion connected to this T-shirt. There's a feeling. There's a mantra. Um, but I think there's this real power, and I'd say it's for women in particular, and I know Jen and I related to it, for clothing to be transformative, for it to not just be about you know, how much you paid for something. And this is why often women do have hundreds and even thousands of items in their closet and men might think we're crazy, but it's because it's actually emotional transformative. It's like your armor when you're a woman. Put on a great outfit, you do your hair and makeup and you feel like you can take on the world. And we saw that in that initial consumer. We had our minds open enough to be able to see that. We didn't have a business plan that we had worked on for months and months and months. We came there open minded and looking to learn. And we built our entire business off that emotional connection that women have with fashion.
1: Yeah, and, you, and to be clear, for those of you who yeah. don't know the numbers, did an amazing job. You've got every award under the sun, the top 30 under 30, Forbes list top 40 under 40, top entrepreneur of the year, biggest disruptor, I mean, award after award, award. You obviously recently stepped out of Rent the Runway um, and there is some significant value. The company's valued at $600 million and you've got a nice piece of that. Yeah, yeah. When you left, yeah. uh, you've still got a nice piece. There's some cool rewards there. And now you're doing something new. Tell us about what you're doing new and what drew you to that.
2: Yeah, well, I've always been a serial entrepreneur at heart, so um, I have aspirations like Yuri that one day I will have, you know, a whole stable of of startups because I have ideas all the time. And I had had honest conversations with my co-founder that at some point I would go back to the trenches because I missed that startup stage. And it was great at Rent the Runway to be able to innovate on the business model and to launch subscription because that was entrepreneurship, right? We were disrupting ourselves as a startup. But once we launched that and still had a bunch of room to grow, I was ready for the next adventure. Um, And so now I launched a business that's called Jet Black, and it's personal shopping over text message. You can text whatever you want, and we will give you either a recommendation for the best product fit for you, or we'll follow up with a question to refine all the products to the best options for you. And so it's really just simplifying shopping. It's saying, you know, we don't have a lot of time in our life. It could be that you remember you need paper towels and you just need to text that request to someone and get it off your plate. It could be that you need a recommendation for a stroller that you're shopping for and you need that kind of list of 30,000 results that you otherwise would have gotten winnowed down to three or fewer. Um, But we're trying to save busy families time um, and enhance the product selections and even, I'd say, bring delight back into shopping. Like, I think shopping has become a chore. Mm -hmm. It is stripped of this kind of emotional and excitement and kind of the idea that you can find something better you can enjoy your shopping experience i hope we can do that
1: it's kind of cool exciting i know that uh when i just spoke to my wife about it i mean have me think about this think about the idea of for 50 dollars a month having somebody take care of all your stuff who likes that please say yes and it's not a shopping thing because that's um, that's the part. I think the other part that's more important is that the emotional freedom, the mental yes. space that that then creates in all of our lives—men and women, fathers and mothers, entrepreneurs and so forth—to okay. go, "Gosh, if I could just dump at dump exactly. all the shit that's in my brain okay. and go get this, do this, make this happen, get some birthday presents, bring me some flowers for my wife, buy that, yes. and then have it done." What can you do with that spare emotional space and energy and so forth? That's pretty exciting.
2: The mental presence that it can give you. So because we have everything at our fingertips, our phones are with us every second, you're never really freed from kind of your to-do list. You carry it around every moment. And we are trained as consumers and shoppers now that you can get everything last minute. Which means that no longer do we kind of, like, segregate our shopping behaviors to one day or one afternoon a week. Instead, it's constant. And it takes away from, you know, I'll be spending time with my kids and, oh, we're out of paper towels. I need to put that on a list or I need to remember that somewhere. Or I'm in the middle of a meeting and I need to get a birthday gift for some kid's birthday that weekend and it pops in my head. It's like, how can we take that off of someone's plate and just let you really enjoy and be present in the moment? It's
1: kind of cool. It's exciting. It's exciting. Give her a hand. It's exciting. Um, one of the things that you've got a lot of great kudos for is that when you built Rent the Runway, had a very diverse, obviously, team. I, I was not getting a job at your company. It's women and minorities and so on. But I love hearing an interview where you said that you never really focused on that. What you focused on was solving the problem. Yeah. And because it was mainly a women's problem, that that's who you were mainly bringing on board. So I kind of love that. It was it's yeah. kind of cool. Um, when you think about what you're doing now with Jet Black, when you're looking for team CEOs and building it an out, that's what you said you've already started building, how do you go look for team? What are you looking for? For and what's the process because how many want to bring great people into your business who wants to be able to do that raise your hands that's your skill set how do you do that what do you do where do you start
2: so I think you know a couple of things that are critical um, that I hire for one is flexibility because I, I typically say to someone who's joining a startup the only thing I can promise you is that your job today will be different than your job six months from now <laughs> And and that is not for everyone, right? But that that has been the case, I think, in both the startups that I've run so far, and, and not just in the first year, but continually, like jobs and needs change. And I think to have people who are open-minded and adaptable in that way is really powerful. It also says that they are putting the needs of the company before the needs of themselves, and a personal career ladder and trajectory and kind of this, this thought that there's only one path and there's only one way. And that's real, it can be really crippling at a startup if you have people who are too focused on the specific career ladder and stuck in that versus what does the company need to get done. Um, another thing I really look for is people who are okay with failure, people who are just not afraid to fail, and and many of you who are entrepreneurs, you you hear that or you hear that a lot. Um, It's hard to suss out, um, but it's really critical, people who will take big leaps. Um, And then the third is positivity. This is a really positive room, and I think when you have positivity, you can take on the world, you can do anything. Often the way I I ask to determine if someone's a positive person is I say, on a scale of one to 10, how lucky do you see yourself? And if people say a nine or a 10, that means they have a positive outlook on life and their experiences. This idea that there's either the right choice or there's no choice, that's a positive lens. That's a positive outlook on how you want to live proactively and go forward with your life. And and you need that every day because there's a lot of low moments in a startup. And you need to be able to kind of pivot and take that no and instead turn it into a how or, or what do I need to reorient in terms of how I'm pitching and how I'm interacting day to day.
1: And when do you go, Jenny, do you go to the, do you go to the people you know from previous relationships? relationships do you go get a hr consultant where do you physically go to search for those people yeah.
2: At the best is if it's people that you know people that you've worked with and are known quantities that you've worked with and seen in action before
1: yeah. or that you've been in a
2: meeting with from another company but you've met and you're just really impressed and you kept that
1: relationship going so if only there was an environment where you could meet thousands of people and create relationships and get to know them all i wonder where we could find that would that be useful my friends yes or no I mean, it's so critical. Half the reason you come here is for what happens on stage, but for what happens in your team and your companies and so forth. I'm telling you, if you talk to the Platts and the Lions, every single one of us, me included, is doing deals and doing business with people we met in that room. It's people you know, and you receive the same thing. I love what you said about failure and that you want to be able to have people come on board to failure. I know one of your sayings is that, you know, Success in business is a series of failures, failing to the next and failing to the next and so forth. How important is failure and the ability to handle it and and be okay with it, or be even excited about it?
2: Really important, and it's something that I am naturally okay with, and I often find I take for granted that fact, when you actually need to amplify it for your team. So what I've started to do more and more is, is, now I'm lucky that I do have at least one experience starting a business, right? When I started Run The Runway, that was my first startup. I now hearken back to all of the mistakes we made when we started rent the runway, and to be honest, I have to dig to think of those because I'm a positive person. I'm focusing right. on the good. So like, it's not
1: that they didn't happen, but they just are not in your schematics. It's not the
2: first thing. I, yeah. I remember like I remember the great things, the fun stories, and even things that were really crummy, where you know we were the ones packing boxes and dresses every day until midnight in the first couple of years, like. That wasn't fun every day, but I remember it in this awesome way. I was like, those were the startup days. That was great. We were in an office that had no heat on Mondays because, like, they didn't turn up the heat yet. And, like, it was so fun. We all wore fingerless gloves and snuggies, and it was great. Um, In the moment, like, probably wasn't so great. But so I found how critical it is to take these moments of failure and to share those stories with the team because if they don't hear and see that that happens and that's part of what is fun down the road and and what is just part of startup life they might not be as comfortable failing themselves
1: um as a mom you got three kids they're quite young i mean you got like a two and a half year old i think i mean you got three young children
2: two
1: to six two to six that's three out of six that's a lot how do you do that not logistically but how do you do it emotionally and psychologically because logistics just take care of themselves but how do you make that work
2: um, it's a lot. And I like it that way. I like being busy. Uh, what I found my best tool is, is actually involving them in what I do. So even, I mean, my two-year-old probably doesn't understand me, but certainly my six-year-old, I will share exactly what I'm doing with her. I will tell her that I'm going to Las Vegas and I'm speaking with a group of people and I'll tell her all about, you know, Tony Robbins and what you guys are doing and why you're here and how I'm going to speak to you, what I'm going to talk about. She's not feeling like she is being excluded. She feels yeah. like she's part of this and she feels proud, hopefully, and inspired to go after her dreams one day. So that has been my biggest tool is to make it it's yeah. not a choice if you make them a part of
1: it. Yeah, I agree. I can't remember. I've got I talked yeah, give her a hand for that. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> one of my favorite photos. Tony has a home in Fiji where we teach events in Fiji. One of my favourite photos is of me teaching in Fiji with my two-year-old girl hanging onto my leg on stage while we're teaching. It's kind of cool. Let me ask you, um, as if I'm in this room and I'm not a startup and I'm not at that beginning phase, how do I bring that entrepreneurial spirit back to my business? How do I reinvigorate? How do I bring back that, that, that spirit? Maybe I'm five, 10 years old or I need some reinvigoration. How do I do that? Yeah.
2: Well, so I am actually a part of Walmart right now. Right, that's Talk right. about a big company, right? So Jet Black is wholly owned and funded by Walmart. It's the world's largest retailer. So talk about having to be an entrepreneur, right? Taking this large elephant company and saying how do we move and drive it forward quickly? And that's why that's why I'm there. And, and what I found is we are in a separate office. Um, I make decisions on my team, on kind of the priorities quarter to quarter. And so it acts almost like Walmart's a venture capital firm in some ways. And then kind of approving a yearly budget, if you will. Um, I still need to get buy-in in in the way that you would in a fundraising process. But they've let us have the room to really run and move quite quickly. It's sometimes meant that we don't leverage certain resources that you might be really tempted to leverage, because it's always a trade-off of like, what lets you move faster? Um, but I, I think that there's more time than not when it's to our advantage. There's a lot of partnership meetings that we can get and that we can take and have access to because of this organization. I have a 401k plan that I can offer to my employees that I didn't have at Rent the Runway for years and years. So I think it's leaning into the strengths, owning them, um, and then finding ways to create the same elements of moving fast, small dynamic teams, setting people off kind of in their own zone to create their own space and drive quickly. And what I found is it creates a lot of inspiration throughout other parts of the organization. So people in Walmart who are in no way connected to Jet Black, who I I've met tangentially or who just hear about what we're doing, are feeling like they're a part of innovation and they're inspired and like that's really rich and rewarding to their job. Um, the other thing I would say is that each of you, by virtue of your own background, and whether you're a mom or whatever country you're from, your path of life, you bring a unique perspective that makes you uniquely armed to solve problems and identify problems and solutions. And so I think you know taking stock, wherever you are, of that unique life path and how you can bring that lens to identify an opportunity— and what you might solve is really special. So uh, right now, females, women drive online consumption about 85% of the time wow. is driven by a woman, right? And a large percentage of those are, are moms. And so I think for, for those of you who are in that situation, it's like, that's a real advantage. You have a unique perspective that actually is going to influence
1: the economy in a, in a very big way. So keep at it. That's cool. We're an Oscar <laughs> We. Might take some questions if you will. So raise your hand uh, and we'll take some questions and just suggest who the question is for and so forth and we'll see where we go. And we're going to start all the way at the very, very top mezzanine level and freak out my mic runners, the lady in the white.
3: Hi, my name is Olivia. I,
0: I actually help women negotiate salaries for a living. I love what you've done. You're one of my inspirations. Oh, thank you. And... <laughs> So my question to you, I know you're talking about resilience and not being afraid to fail, but a lot of the women that I work with have failed in their careers, and getting themselves back up is really a big part of the hurdle. So when you've failed big time, how, what was the recipe
3: to get back up?
2: So, um, well, thank you for your kind words. And I love what you are doing because it's very important. You know, often I find that women are more conservative with their ideas or with their career ambitions and obviously don't often ask enough in negotiating their salary, so it's critical. Um, It's about the team. Like, I think if you have a team around you, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, and you go on to the next. So when Jen and I started Rent the Runway, we were lucky to have each other. The first meeting that we had, the business was about one day old, was with Diane von Furstenberg. She is the most famous fashion designer, certainly that I I know of and and I can think of, and she hated our concept in the first meeting. Hated it. Um, and we walked out of there, and I, I was I was pretty, re- like, I felt rejected, right? It felt terrible. And having Jen by my side, we were able to laugh at the moment and to say, what, what did we hear from her? Like, why did she hate this? What could we learn and listen and pivot and create into a unique opportunity? And there were so many of those moments where other people in that team, that core founding team did that and served that purpose for one another. Um, And so I think you need to surround yourself with those people who will help you see the good and then to kind of have the resilience to to pivot your concept and go after something maybe even bigger.
1: Very nice, give her a hand, very nice, thank you.
3: Hi Jennifer, my name is Wendy Jakes, I'm from Houston, Texas. So I, it's not, this is not a question for myself, it's a question for my daughter. She is 17, she's gonna be a senior this year. We just took a two-week trip down to California, the 101, visited several uh, different colleges, including Stanford and SDSU, UCLA. Um, She, since she was 14 years old, she uh, was very inspired by Nasty Gal. She read the, you know, her book and all of that. And she has this knack for going to um, resale stores, purchasing clothes and then she redesigns them. Ah. And so she's very interested in getting into entrepreneurship or she's just trying to decide what angle she should have going into college. So what would you recommend to her um, to get started prior to going to college, to get into business, or what direction would you recommend that she goes? Sure,
2: Um, so That she is going to college is a unique resource that she's going to be able to leverage. She is going to have Women, men, a whole audience of people around her, right? So I think some of it is like work with what you have. And if she knows she's going into that environment, she's going to have potential customers on her hand. Um, when we launched Runway, the Runway, we, were, we went across the way to Harvard undergrad. And that's where we did the pop-up shops. And we said, you know what? We know that there's going to be girls with sorority parties and graduation parties. And you have all these events. You have all these needs. And everyone wants something unique, right? So I think the idea to have something that sounds very custom and unique. On a college campus is, is pretty special. So I would be thinking about how do I almost like launch a, a business within this campus? And to launch a product in a small market first. Where you have this viral effect of people talking about it. it is very powerful from a marketing perspective. It's what I'm doing with my new business we launched three months ago. We're only in New York City right now. But right, you have to get invited to use your product. You have to get invited yeah, to use the product. we're even cool. more focused, and we are very yeah. strategic around like, what groups, what buildings, even do you invite so you create these viral effects. So she's got that like built. And I would say, how can she kind of use that as a launch as a launch pad? Um, it's also a place like talk to professors, talk to the people around you, get feedback, use these classmates as sounding board peers, send out surveys, get kind of like that feedback. And she's not, she's able to leverage time while she's a student. So it's this amazing gift where like you can be a student getting a degree, but you can also kind of be testing out your concept. It's It's a really special time. So congrats and good luck to her.
0: The Tony Robbins podcast is a collection of interviews and stories and is produced by the Tony Robbins team. Copyright Robbins Research International.